this weekend, I had the pleasure of speaking and presenting at the Canadian College and University Fair online, and I was absolutely astounded at how many people asked the question, well, what is a gap year? They'd never heard of this concept before. So in going back through all my podcast episodes looking to refer them somewhere, I realized I don't have anything as basic as this. So let's start from scratch and dive into what a gap year is, but we'll go beyond that. So if you do know what a gap year is, there's still value here. We're going to talk about how it will benefit you and your future. So stick around. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when, and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. And welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer, and I am your Gap Year expert and host of this podcast. And I'm so excited to bring things back to basics in this episode and help people really understand what a gap year is and is all about. But we'll take it a step further. We'll actually talk about how it might be a really great choice for you and what are some of the benefits for you to actually engage and make the choice to go on a gap year. So the definition that we use at the Canadian Gap Year Association is that a gap year is an intentional and purposeful step away from your normal routine to pursue personal, educational, professional growth through any combination of work, volunteer, travel, and or interest activities. So while that is a mouthful, uh, there's a couple things I really want to highlight here for you. So When we think about our traditional definition of a gap year, or I guess I would say our perception of what a gap year is, we have this idea often in our heads, this Instagram version, this Hollywood version of what a gap year is. And basically what that boils down to is the idea of somebody strapping on a backpack and heading to Europe for 12 months or heading over to uh, Africa to help out. And I'm using air quotes there because I don't like that term, but that's often what we think about. We think about these rich people with lots of money and access to finances heading on some sort of global adventure. And that doesn't resonate with a lot of people. So you can see there's a very big stark difference between the definition that we use and a lot of people's perceptions or assumptions about what a gap year is. I would say having worked with people on gap years for over a decade now, um, that people who strap on that backpack and head over uh, make up the vast, vast minority. I would say of Canadians, it would make up less than 5% of people who choose to take a gap year. So the number is is pretty low that has that that iconic or that Hollywood version of a gap year. 
but the definition we use is more accurate. Um, you'll notice a couple things in the definition. You'll notice that we don't say it's 12 months. Uh, although the term is gap year, it doesn't have to be 12 months long. So we have folks who are taking a gap semester. Maybe they're finishing up their high school a little bit early, or maybe they are taking a break after first semester in university or college, or maybe they're going to take a two-year gap year because they have so many things that they want to do on that bucket list. Um, so the 12-month thing is uh, an anomaly. It's, it's not actually accurate. So it doesn't have to be a year. You also notice it doesn't mandate that there has to be travel. Now, a lot of people will have travel on it as a goal for their year, as it is an incredible opportunity to really test out your independence and to build your confidence and to get that international experience and to have that Instagram worthy um, brag worthy experience while you're on your gap year, but it's not mandatory. And I would say for sure that most Canadians aren't traveling for the entirety of their gap year. Some of them will travel for a week or three weeks, and some of them will go for three months, and, and the odd person will travel for longer than that. But it tends to be a pretty domestic year. The other thing you'll notice that that uh, our definition doesn't say is that uh, gap year happens directly after high school. Uh, while a good number of people do take their gap year at this time because they're using it to help them find clarity in terms of what they should be studying, um, we see people at all different ages and stages in their life taking a gap year. So we've got those folks that, that are more of that traditional after high school. We get folks coming to us mid-post-secondary. And we get folks who are graduated and folks who are taking a sabbatical later in life. Maybe they've started a career. All of these things fall within the definition of what a gap year is. So to really boil it down, it is a combination of meaningful activities that are going to move you closer to your personal goals. So I think that, that, that at the simplest definition, that's what a gap year is. You're doing something out of the ordinary. You're breaking away from your normal routine, whether that's school or work or whatever it might be, to shake it up and to do something different for a year. And the real purpose of that is is to achieve your own goals and to live your own life and to get clarity. So really the where you need to start when you're thinking about if a gap year is the right thing for you or if it's not is really defining what the goals are for your year because that will help you decide can I actually achieve those goals if I take a gap year? Can I find opportunities that are going to be able to move me towards those goals? If your only goal in life is to be a lawyer and you have 100% certainty and you've already gotten into a pre-law program, then a gap year doesn't make sense for you. But if you're considering a job in, in law, but you're not sure if it's right for you, or you're completely burnt out and you know you've got another zillion years of school ahead of you, or you don't have the funding to pay for your law school, then these are all things that, that could be accomplished. But it, it comes down to what fundamentally are your goals for the year. So when we look at those goals, we often see these kind of personas or archetypes popping up. So this might help you in your quest to figure out if a gap year is right for you or to help you to start to define some of your goals. 
the first persona that we see is the explorer. And this, again, is your Hollywood version or, or more what we think immediately when we think gap year. This is somebody who's recognized that the world around them is bigger than the, the walls of their classroom or the, the boundaries of their city or town. And they really want to get out there and see things. They want to experience things for themselves. So they want to get out there and explore. But that is only one of the seven different. So there's number one. Number two, we have somebody called the direction seeker. And this is somebody who really doesn't know what direction they want to go in for studies and for their career. And they're one of two things. They either have so many options in front of them, so many things that are of interest to them that they can't pick from that list. The other side of that coin are people who haven't found their passion yet. They haven't found anything that lights them up enough to want to study it for another two or four years. Uh, And so they're looking to find some clarity in what those next steps are for them. So a gap year is a really great time to start to look at all of those different options and maybe dedicate a different month of your gap year to all different ways of exploring something. So For those of you who are thinking maybe the medical track is where you want to go, um, there are so many different ways to head into the medical field that maybe you want to spend a different month focusing on a different angle of that. So maybe for one month, you'll look at the nursing stream of medicine. And you're going to talk with different nurses and understand what their day-to-day looks like. Maybe do a job shadow. Um, You're going to talk about how they got their education and how their career started. Maybe you'll take a free online course, Intro to Nursing. Um, Maybe you want to do some investigation into salaries and how many years of study and what your student debt would look like. Um, And then in the next month, you want to do all those same things. But instead of looking at nursing, maybe you want to look into physiotherapy or you want to look into dentistry, or you want to look into um, a a neurosurgeon, or a cosmetic surgeon, or um, a a GP. There are so many different things, even within medicine, Um, and even beyond the the frontline care. Maybe you want to look at what it would look like to be um, a a pharmacy researcher and, and dealing with all of the different medications and drugs that are out there. Maybe you want to look at public health and how can you support the community. Maybe you want to look at health policy um, and from a a more political side of things how are we ensuring that we are maintaining a a level of care in our universal health care system or how can we refine that how can we support our marginalized populations in the way they access health care all of these things are related to health care in some way and you can really narrow it down instead of just thinking I'm going to be a doctor and had unilinearly in one direction. Um, You can actually explore and you may save yourself 10 years of schooling. You may save yourself tens of thousands of dollars if you can narrow that down ahead of time. So um, really for that direction seeker, this is a great opportunity to get out there and see a whole bunch of different things. So there you go. You got the explorer. You got the direction seeker. Uh, The number three persona that we see is the high achiever. So these are folks who are used to receiving 90s in school. They're really um, at the top of their game, but they've poured everything they have into their schooling and like that battery is empty. 
they're running on fumes and they want to be successful in college or university. They want to be successful, but with just a couple months to recharge that battery, they're not going to be quite there. Um, and so these folks spend their times doing doing very different activities than, than the direction seeker because these people usually have a pretty good idea of what direction they want to head in. So these folks are going to take that time to really take care of themselves and to make sure that they're going to be in the right physical and mental state in order to get 90s in university, in order to be involved uh, in extracurriculars on top of their job, on top of their schooling, uh, on top of their honor roll duties, all of those other things. So these folks do things like uh, reconnecting with old hobbies. Maybe you had to give up running or dance or music uh, in order to focus on your studies and you really want to get back to that. Or maybe you want to try something new. You want to pick up a new hobby. Um, maybe you have a to-do list of things that you've just kind of been putting off because you've been focusing on your studies and your other responsibilities, things like getting your driver's license or, uh, cleaning out that closet of all of those old clothes that should be donated. Um, maybe there's a, a, a list of books that you've always wanted to read, but you've never had the opportunity to do that. Uh, these are the types of activities that make for a really meaningful year for that high achievement. Achiever, um, in order to be ready for their next steps in a very positive way. So there's number three. Number four is our barrier breaker. These are folks who maybe have something else going on in their life that's getting in the way of what is happening in their lives. Um, so maybe they have social anxiety, maybe they have an eating disorder, or parents have recently divorced, or they have lost jobs or parents have lost jobs. Um, these are all things that are happening around you that you want to take some time to address and to get a handle on before you add in the additional stress of post-secondary studies. So um, whether you're working to overcome that social anxiety or anxiety, uh, getting a handle on that and getting some tools for coping and managing that uh, is really beneficial for you before you start to um, add on the idea of uh, moving out and the idea of taking on all those academic pressures. So um, those barrier breakers make a really, really great gapper as well. I did mention a little bit uh, our next category in the last one. Um, our next category, category five, is our savvy saver. These are folks who uh, need a little bit of extra cash um, in order to make their post-secondary dreams come true. So it is very, very viable to spend most of your gap year working and earning money. And I think it's a very wise choice to spend that time and to make sure that you're going to reduce the amount of student debt coming out the other end. Now, I will caution on this one. The only person I've ever talked to that said their gap year was a waste of time was somebody who just got a nine to five job at their local grocery store and they were just clocking hours. They did no personal development. They didn't do anything fun. They were just working uh, the grind, coming home, jumping on Netflix, and they just felt that the year just passed by. So yes, their bank account grew, but they didn't felt that their time was well spent. So I think if you are in the savvy saver category and you are intending on earning money on your gap year, it is a very, very wise choice. My recommendation is that you do also infuse it with something that is fun and energizing for you uh, and something that you won't have an opportunity to do later on when you are working full time. 
uh, after you graduate. So uh, that is our savvy saver. Uh, the next one would be our plan B gapper. So these are folks who had a particular vision for where they wanted to go and for whatever reason um, that's not happening for them. So either they have perhaps uh, they didn't get into the program of choice, maybe they discovered their passion too late and they didn't have the right courses or they didn't have time to build a solid portfolio or put together a really solid application. Uh, maybe they are folks who were fully intending on uh, heading into university or college, but with the, the pandemic and the way that online education is happening, maybe it wasn't the right fit. So it's about going back to the drawing board and to really uh, evaluate how you can make that dream come true. So whether that's spending your year building that animation portfolio or that art portfolio or that architecture portfolio. Or it is finding out what the next step is if that program just maybe isn't actually the right thing for you and, and you realize that after, after not getting in or not having the right prerequisites. But then what is that plan B? What is the actual thing that you are supposed to be doing in this world and, uh, and figuring out what that is? So spending some time to consciously do that rather than just rack up uh, some credits for the sake of credits and moving in the wrong direction. And then our final category is what we call the project-based gapper. So a lot of young people have some incredible ideas. They have some incredible things that they want to invest a lot of their time in. Um, so we do have lots of young people who have that entrepreneurial spirit who are really looking to test out if they could get a business off the ground. And this is a great time to do that. We have other folks who have are, are particularly connected to uh, a social justice issue or a particular charity or um, some social good that they could spend the year really developing something amazing for, I think. Right now, the way that the world is unfolding and the way that we're seeing some of the nasty parts of our world being highlighted, this is a great time to be involved and to volunteer or to step up and to be part of that solution as we're resetting out of the other end of this global pandemic. And how can you make that a really, really meaningful, impactful and exciting project for your gap year? Now, with all of these seven, you may identify with one of them or you may find that you are something else altogether. Um, and that's fine too. These are just the, the more common ones that we're seeing. You might be a combination of all of those. But what is universal is the what the statistics show about the benefits of taking a gap year. Now, in the studies that are coming out of the U.S., what we're seeing is that folks who take a gap year, they end up with a higher GPA um, than the, their peers who didn't take a gap year. Um, comparatively, they graduate in fewer years. They are more likely to get a job right out of uh, right after graduation, and they're more involved when they're on campus with extracurriculars and leadership opportunities. And the reality is by taking a gap year, it's not just a matter of being a year older because that really doesn't define too, too much, although there is some growth that happens just 
by being alive and going around the sun one more time. But when we actually look at it, um, folks who take a gap year are much clearer on why they're studying and they're picking the right programs because they have that life experience under their belt. So they are making better decisions about what post-secondary is going to look like. So they're committed, they're approaching it with a different perspective and they know why they're studying what they're studying and um, and that makes a huge difference in terms of how you're going to show up and how you're actually going to get the most out of your post-secondary experience. A lot of students will talk to me too about how they can connect what they learn in post-secondary to the things they experienced on their gap year. So instead of comparing your first year biology class to your grade 12 biology class, you're actually comparing your first year biology class to that time that you were in the Amazon rainforest and you saw that tarantula or you um, broke open that coconut and you noticed this, Um, or you were in the, you were volunteering in the doctor's office and that patient came in with that particular chromosomal abnormality. All of those things make it real and make that learning that much more important and that much more relatable so you understand why you're studying it. And you're making that active choice. One of the things that a lot of gappers say to me is that, you know what, I know why I'm here. So it, they take it more seriously. And you can go back to some of our, our podcasts previously and, and the parents actually resonate and, and repeat this as well in their experiences. Um, but it it's, doesn't become university as grade 13, 14, 15, 16. University becomes higher education and you, you tackle it with a different understanding, a different understanding of how much it costs um, and what money is worth and the importance of the education that you, that you are privileged enough to be engaging in. So this year, we're in a pandemic still, and we're dealing with higher levels of uncertainty than ever. Uh, We are all under a lot more stress uh, of the uncertainty. We look at fields of study or fields of employment that used to be really stable and earn lots of really good money, and they are crumbling. We are seeing new fields emerging. Um, So what we study now and and the job market moving forward are going to look a lot different. And that's really stressful. We also know that it's going to be confusing. We don't know quite yet exactly how universities and colleges are going to do their admissions process. Uh, Each school board being under different measures and each student taking uh, different courses in different ways. Are those grades all equivalent or what is that going to look like? And we don't even know what September of next year is going to look like in terms of how these institutions will be delivering their education. Will it be online? Will it not be online? Will it be a hybrid model? And so all of these things can lead to a lot of anxiety and stress, and it's a very challenging time that we're in right now. So If this feels like you, if you feel like these pressures are just too much right now, if you're kind of looking at life and saying it's hopeless or what's the point, 
then it might be a really great time to push pause and let the world catch up with all of the changes that are happening. Um, So many things have been accelerated and we're kind of left in the dust and feeling a little bit powerless. And instead of being on that high speed chase to, to make things feel normal again, then just pushing pause on the formal education thing might be the right step for you. That education will always be there for you. You will always have the opportunity to head into post-secondary. I can guarantee it. Um, Those institutions are not going anywhere fast. So if you push pause on your formal education, that will actually give you the opportunity to take care of your mental health. Give yourself the space that you need to work through the fact that we are living through a global pandemic and everything that was certain is no longer certain. That's a hard thing to work through. So make the time and space to do that instead of just pushing it out of the way and ignoring it altogether. The other thing, if you push pause, you are much, much more likely to make the right decision moving forward rather than wasting your time and money in a program, in a school uh, that is the wrong fit for you. Because you'll take that time to figure it out, then you will be making a better decision. It will also give the post-secondary schools time to figure it out because they are also in this accelerated race right now and they are doing their very best. But if you give them a little bit of time, there'll be lots of learning that they can apply to your future education. And I think that it also will re- give you back some of the power that's been taken away by the pandemic because you will be in charge of what you are going to do on that year. And if the levels of restrictions change up or down, you have the flexibility to do what you want and what is safe for you in those situations rather than being a subject of other people's decisions. So it gives you a little bit of control uh, in terms of what you want to do and which goals you want to accomplish. And that's a really powerful place to be uh, because you'll be moving yourself forward in your life. You won't just be stagnant. We're not putting pause on you. We're putting pause on that crazy rat race that's happening all around us. And you'll be able to explore and understand a little bit more about who you are and how you're going to fit into this post-pandemic world. And I think that's a really important place for us to get to. So I've given you a lot of things to think about uh, at the very basics of what is a gap year, who benefits from it, and why you should be considering it. But I want to also set you up for success by giving you some tips on how to make the most out of this time. So let's let's go through those quickly, and we'll expand on them in a, in uh, some of the workshops that we're running. So you should check those out. But at the t- our top tips are to number one, set appropriate goals for yourself. I think it's it's really important that you know what you're all about and that you um, know what you're working towards. So how do you want to be a different, how do you want to be different a year from now? Uh, what do you want to have ch- achieved and how are you going to be re-energized and more confident in your next steps? What are the things that you could do? What are the goals you're going to set for yourself? My second piece of advice for you is to take time to plan properly. 
without intention, without purpose, without thought, you could very well end up sitting on the couch for a year. And let's not go there because that is the exact opposite of what we want to see from a gap year. Uh, we want to make sure that you are out there, you are experiencing the world, and you are uh, moving yourself forward. So take the time to plan properly. The same amount of energy and time you would put into picking a school, you should put into planning your gap year. So that we're looking at like tens of hours here. Um, this, isn't, this isn't something you can plan in an afternoon. This needs to be well thought out. There are literally thousands of programs, of activities, of organizations, of leadership opportunities, volunteer, working, literally thousands of things out there that you can do. So you really have to take the time to narrow it down and find the right ones for you. Now that can be overwhelming, so if you do need support in that planning process, don't hesitate to reach out and we'll talk about how to do that in a second. Um, our, my next point, so tip number three here is to invest in yourself. So gap years, again, like we talked about at the beginning, they don't have to be tens of thousands of dollars and a trip around the world. Um, but you, it is a time for your growth. It is a time for you to, um, to, to come into your own and to be a better version of yourself. So that is going to take some investment. Now, if you're working for the year, um, that's, that's also investing in yourself, but don't be so stringent on your dollars that you're not going to do anything fun or anything developmental on your year. Now, to put it in perspective, I want you to think about your time in high school and how much you spent on bettering yourself over the course of your high school career. And if you need some examples, think about if you took driver's ed. Um, those programs can run up to 800 bucks um, in order to learn how to be a better driver. Thinking about uh, if you took Kumon or had a tutor, that could be anywhere from $20 an hour to $60 an hour. Um, and if you're doing $60 a week, like that, that adds up as well. But it's worth it because you are improving yourself. Maybe you took dance classes or you had a gym membership. These are all ways that you're investing in yourself and they're all very reasonable. So when you're planning your gap year, factor those things in as well. What is worth investing in to help you grow and to help you move towards your goals? It could be tens of thousands of dollars if that's at your disposal, but it could be $60 a week that's going to put you ahead in the game. So make sure you're moving yourself forward and invest in yourself. And my last tip for today is to build a support network. A gap year is different. You are not going to show up on the first day of school and move in onto a floor of instant friends. Um, it is going to be a little bit more challenging to meet people. It is going to be uh, a little bit different when people ask you what your next steps are. Uh, so make sure you have a good support network of family and friends and professionals or even other people who have taken a gap year or are going to be on a gap year at the same time as you, that support network will be incredibly crucial as you unfold on your gap year and it will make your life a lot easier. So those are my four top tips, setting goals, taking time to plan, investing in yourself and making sure you have that support network. 
Now, just to to wrap it up, if you do need support, this is entirely what the Gap Year Association is here for. So if you do need help, uh, the easiest and and lowest thing that the lowest barrier thing you can do is to follow us on social media. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you're hanging out. We're not on TikTok, sorry, Um, but everywhere else uh, you can find us. And um, make sure you subscribe to our email list. We're constantly putting out lots of great ideas and resources to help you in that decision-making process, um, whether you're deciding to take a gap year or not, or whether you are uh, deciding how to make it purposeful. And so that's that's the easiest, lowest barrier one, step one. Step two would be to book a call with us or to attend one of our events. Now, uh, there's only so much you can do on your own and we want to be there to help you. So come on out to one of our information sessions or one of our workshops. We would love to help to give you more tools in order to help you out. So November is really chocked full of events. There'll be so many things happening and we really want to help you out. So hopefully we'll see you on Instagram or at one of our events or in one of our one-on-one calls. So all of this can be found on our website at cangap.ca um, and follow us on, on social media, get on our mailing list and then come on out and have a chat with us. I would love to be there to support you on this very strange year. So now that we're here uh, and we have covered off what is a gap year and why will it benefit you, I hope you consider it and if there's anything we can do to support, do not hesitate to reach out. That is our entire purpose. So until next time, my friends, keep on adventuring.